Hello, I'm Britt. And I'm Lulu. And we welcome to our podcast, Escape the Ordinary. We are here to escape ordinary living, and we want to bring joy and phenomenal living to your life. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, today, talk about, again, the retreat I went on. Um, just came oh, back, and the theme for the retreat was, I am powerful. And so I just wanted to share with you what I shared on our retreat, and I just have to give a shout out to the Arise Adventure Retreats put on by Emily and Annie. They are incredible. They don't have a website. They don't have a Facebook page or any social media. It's by word of mouth only. So if you are hearing this, get a hold of me and I will pass that information on on how to uh, sign up because it was fantastic. So, so great. So I am powerful and the word power actually just means um, the ability to do something. The ability to do. The ability to do something with skill, strength, or effectiveness. And we all have power to we all have power, yeah. right? I have the power to make my bed every day. <laughs> I have the skill, the strength, and I can do it effectively. <laughs> now, you don't have to do all of those three things. You can just do it with one. But for making my bed, I've got power in lots, in lots of ways. Yes. <laughs> so personal power is just the ability to act. Um, I want you to think about a time when you felt powerful. Me? Yeah, and everyone listening. So what were you thinking? What were you doing during that time? Close your eyes. Take a deep breath. <sighs> Let it go. <laughs> when was the time that you felt powerful? No, not, not anything coming to mind yet? Am I supposed to say it? Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. That's confused. Sorry. I don't know. Um. It's okay. So I have an example. Okay. So um, when I, we, I was surfing, whoop, whoop, and I'm not a very great surfer, so I am a newbie out there in the ocean whenever I go surf. And there was some very big swells, and I had missed the the swell, and a girl nearby me had also missed it, and we ended up getting our um, our surfboards got entangled with our leashes. And every time we went down, every time the ocean crashed on top of us, it'd just get more and more tangled. And I was trying fumbling with all of like my franticness to get my leash off my foot. Cause it's just a Velcro strap that you can just whoosh, take off and you're free. Like you don't have to be stuck from, but I was so panicked that every time we went under the water um, and the, you know, the waves are just jumbling you up and jumbling you up. I was trying really hard to get my, my leash off and I just wouldn't come off. And I, was just so scared and I was, I was, I mean, it felt like 20 minutes or longer that I was under in up out of the water. I'd cut up and then another wave would hit me. And it was just, it was, you know, it was terrifying. 
and I thought like there's lifeguards nearby but what if like no one was doing anything and my husband couldn't see me our instructor couldn't see me and I was just like what if no one sees me like what if I do drown right now that it was it was to the point I rarely felt like oh my gosh I could die right now and that was one of the moments that I was that frightened and then all of a sudden I just thought wait a second just calm down think clearly so I the next time I was able to get a breath I took a deep breath and then just very calmly ignored everything around me and just felt down my leg to my strap unstrapped it and kicked away and I was free now the other girl she was also, we were both in that state of panic. Like she couldn't figure out what to do either. And she couldn't get her, she actually didn't even try to get her leash off. She told me later that she hadn't even thought of that. So I was so grateful in this moment of the earth being so power, overpowering me and my cortisol levels, you know, just like skyrocketing and just feeling panic that I was able to have the power, the ability to act. And I just step by step, okay, get air, follow your leg down to your foot and find the thing and just unstrap it. It's that simple. And I felt so powerful when I got that off because I was able to overcome something that I thought was more powerful than me. And it was all just in my brain. It wasn't like I gained superpowers all of a sudden or had been miraculously, you know, like, I don't know, changed into a different person. No, all I did was take a moment to think about what I needed to do, and then I could do it. Just the snap of a finger, quickly I was able to change my thought process from panic to power. It was incredible. And what I was thinking of was just, the only thing I was thinking of was, what I needed to do. And that was, that was the change. Instead of being full of fear that I was going to die, that no one was going to be able to know that I was struggling, that I kept on getting pushed under the water, that, those, that I was getting tumbled up and things were hitting me and this girl was knocking into me and our surfboards kept whacking us and all of that stuff I just completely blocked and thought only about what I needed to do. And then I was able to free myself. And it was really eye-opening to me on how simple power can be. Like how simply, how easily we can change our state in our life or in our mind from panic to powerful. It was really cool. Not that I'd want to repeat that helplessness of being <laughs> dropped under the water of these huge swells on top of me and crashing into but us and such. in the future you know what you can do. Exactly. And with experience, and that's exactly right, Emma, that's exactly right. So with experience, we gain more power because we now we've gone like, well, I've been through that. I've done something. Usually you think of power when you're like, I am in charge here. I've got this, you know. Rarely do you think of power in times of like, you almost near, you know, plausibly could have been a yes. near-death experience. I'm sure I would have been saved before I got to that point. But um, 
but in your mind, you're not thinking that clearly, right? In my mind, yeah. I was like, I'm going to die. I need some help. And then I realized I had the ability within me, you know? So, and we all have the resources, the ability with, within us to know what we need to do. Now, we might not be able to do it ourselves. We might need help. But that's part of that power is like asking for help or finding out who we need in order to accomplish this or that, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's there's steps that we can take to grow. And But, okay. Um, there is this fantastic example of how powerful our mind is. Um, In April of 1954, no one had ever, in the history of man that had been timed, run a four-minute mile. Oh, I like this story. Yeah. It was considered impossible. Do you want to tell it? No. Okay. So, Roger Bannister was not... I that well. (laughs) He's not a professional athlete. He was actually in medical school, which shows that he really didn't have very much time to train. Um, He ran... On, in April 1954, he ran the minute mile, or the four minute, he ran a mile in three minutes and 59.4 seconds. So just 0.6 slower or faster than four minutes. But he did it. And he says that he did it by visualizing himself doing it. And I heard something in, um, interesting about visualization from Brooke Snow. Um, she's a meditation uh, teacher and she says like Olympic Olympic athletes don't um, visualize themselves standing on the podium with the gold medal in hand I mean they might do some of that but it's they they visualize the motions that they're going through as they are swimming or doing their gymnastics or um, whatever their sport is right they visualize the motions that they need to do without flaw over and over the feelings that they have and the, the um, sensations they have during that time. So that way they're not, they're focused on what their body um, is going to be physically doing as they're during their visualizations. I'd always just assume they are visualizing themselves like, yeah, I won, you know, <laughs> but they're actually visualizing the process of winning. Like what that actually their body is actually going to be doing, what they're actually going to be feeling and sensing and such. I thought that was really cool. So that's what Roger Bannister did. It was that he um, would spend time, a lot of time, in his, just in his mind as he was going through other things, visualizing what it would feel like to run an under four-minute mile. And what's really cool about this is that since then, and this is including the, the last um, record that has been taken, 1,400 athletes, including high school students, have ran a mile faster than four minutes since then. And guess, this is really cool, guess how fast the next, the, like how long did he hold that record? Guess how long he held that record? Not very long, isn't it? Right, it wasn't long at all. Not, not very long. (laughs) (laughs) Right, it wasn't long at all. It was like two months. He held that record for two months. Well, because it's like, if you have in your mind that nobody can do it, oh, that's impossible, then it's going to be impossible for the rest of the world. 
Right. For like, everyone yeah. thinks it's impossible. That's impossible. That's impossible. Nobody's ever tried it. But then as soon as somebody does right. it, then people are like, oh, I can do that. He did it. I can do yeah. it. Yeah. Right. So like the impossible suddenly becomes possible. And that's the change in our mind that gives us the power that we realize that it's possible. Yeah. That's so cool. I realized it was possible for me to easily just follow my leg down because I kept on losing my feet, which sounds funny, but like <laughs> you're all jumbled up, but um, follow your leg down and just pull that strap. I knew it was possible because other, like I knew that's how you got out. That's how you freed yourself from that situation. Yeah. And he opened the door of possibility for other people. That's really amazing that the power of your mind, as soon as other people knew that it was possible, then they made it happen for themselves. Yeah. So what are you working on right now that you're taking lessons to become a A pilot? Yes. Become a pilot, right? Yeah. (laughs) Now, back in the day when the two pilots, you know, made their first airplane, the right brothers. The right brothers things. Yeah. <laughs> I was like Wilbur. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Wright brothers, when they built their airplane, people they owned a bicycle shop, and people were telling them that they, it couldn't be done. There's actually a cool story about that. So there was a government, like official guy that worked for the air, or you know, there wasn't an air force back then, but <laughs> the they military. Were, they were trying to create one, mm-hmm. and he was in charge of trying to build a plane or, you know, gather people to build a plane. He, you know. Really? And he didn't do it. And he was, like, working really hard. And then as soon as the news spread that the Wright brothers had built a plane, he quit. <laughs> like, he didn't even go and, like, offer them money to, like, uh, For his design, implement their design. No, he just quit. <gasps> he couldn't do it. Because oh. he's like, oh, I didn't, I didn't do it. That's it. I guess it's okay. Like yeah, I failed. Yeah. So we'll let someone else do it. And it's so interesting because he could have like the right rulers weren't gonna do they you know yeah they were just doing not it planning for, they were doing it for just like a hobby yeah like, see wonder if those work yeah and so like he could have gone to them and said hey like the the government would like to buy your designs and they'd, and they'd probably be like, be like okay, okay how much money <laughs> yeah seriously which just goes to show that sometimes passion is more powerful, right? Yeah. They were doing it for joy. And he was doing it for money. For work. Right, yeah. Someone had assigned him to do this. He was like, all right, let's figure out a way to do it. And they they did it out of interest, curiosity, passion, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, like, it's amazing how when our soul is invested in something, yeah. and it's not just because... Um, we are told to do something that we learn that we really, that's when the genius comes out, right? Is when our, when our genius comes out was when we follow something with passion. I totally interrupted you. I'm sorry. You were talking about back in the day with the Wright brothers. No, that's exactly what I was trying. That was the story I wanted to tell. You didn't finish though. Oh, I don't know. Um, the Wright brothers, I was just going to say that they, um, many people after them, soon after them, created flying machines. Yes. That's what I was going to say. And, but it took, you know, thousands of years before the first flying machine was created. And as soon as they did it, as soon as they, people heard, not this guy, but as soon as other people heard, like, oh my goodness, it's been made? It's been done? All right, let's do it. I, I could do that if they made it. Okay, it's possible. 
And I want to bring this back into our daily life. Like we can totally use the um, stig- the um, phrase, the statement, I am powerful to, to do really fantastic things, yeah. right? But we can also do it in our daily life. Every single day we're creating our life. And we have the power to create it for good, to create it for bad. And so what are we creating? And I love that if we keep doing the same thing, we're going to get the same results, right? That's insanity. And if you're expecting different results, of course. Now, if we want something in our life, we have to change it. And we are all capable and powerful of that. So what we did on this retreat is that we created a, you know, like, just explored why we're powerful. So one of the reasons why I said I am powerful is because I smile. I'm powerful because I'm smile. I'm a, it's a power to lift other people's days to, um, just brighten my life and people around me. That's, that's, it's a wonderful thing to be able to smile at others. Even if you're having a hard time, there's this one awesome man at our church and I don't know how often he has said to me, Brittany, thank you so much for smiling. It means the world to me. And I just think it's so, so sweet. And I, and it's such a simple thing, a, a smile can change yeah. people's days, you know? And how incredible that I can change someone's day with just, you know, the upturned corners of my mouth, you know? <laughs> you know, to make someone feel like, hey, they care about me. That's yeah. an incredible thing. Another statement that I said that I have been writing down in my um, journal is, I am powerful because I am divine. I am children of divine, royal God and goddess. Yes. That's so cool. When you think about that, like, it's unfathomable, really. Like, I cannot comprehend what that means. But if I, you are my daughter, and you're going to grow up, we look very similar, right? Apparently we talk similar. Apparently we talk similar. Yeah. And and your attributes, you take a lot out of your dad. Now, you are you. You are yes. your own soul. Um, but physically, your personality, like your temperament, I should say, is a lot like your dad. Your physical traits are a lot like mine. And, of course, you have all of your own interests and your own um, divine essence. Mm-hmm. But... Um, you will grow up and become someone very similar to me, right? But of your own self. <laughs> yes. That makes sense. Someone similar to you. Yeah, exactly. And I will grow up, so will you, to be like my divine parents. Yeah. That's amazing. You know, watching a little Olivia right now and all that she's capable of, you know, she's capable of peeling an orange and she's so proud of that. And it's so cute. She's two and she can peel an orange. It's darling. But she's not capable. She does not have the power to buckle herself into her seatbelt, to get herself snacks. Nor does she want to. Nor does she want to, yeah. I have the power to do all sorts of things. I've got the power. <laughs> so I can make meals for 200 people. And I can um, hike up to the top of a mountain. And I can do all sorts of fun things, right? Mm-hmm. I have the power to water ski. I have the power to stay up all night with children and then keep going the next day. Like there's a lot of hard things right there that I have the power to do. Olivia does not have the power to do that, but she will grow into that just like you. Like 
you'll grow into that. I will, as we all continue growing and progressing through our um, souls, we will all end up having the power of God. That is yeah. so cool. That's so cool. So um, I love that I can create, I have the power, infinite power in history to like, or in my future to be, to become like heavenly father. And that's just amazing, you know? Um, so do you have a power statement? I am powerful because do you have something that resonates deeply with you? Not quite Um, at this moment. I did just throw this on her. So she hasn't had time to think about it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You talked about this one before. Um, is that discipline? Right. Oh, I talked about um not being a fast learner, being a dedicated. Dedicated, one. yeah. You are powerful because you are dedicated. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, Thank you. <laughs> I am powerful because I'm dedicated. Yes. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a fantastic one. And I had a great time writing down. There's a, I mean, there's a bunch of them. I am, I am powerful because I drink water. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like there's so many different ways that you can take this, and I think it's such an amazing exercise to spend some time writing down, I am powerful because, and I know it's very redundant to say, but it is very empowering. (laughs) To feel those true statements, I am powerful because, and fill in five to 500 of those statements and feel like, wow, I have a lot going for me. I am capable of so much. I'm capable of so much. And then you can take it to a step farther and say, okay, well, what do I want my life to look like? What is my ideal day? Okay, well, what can I do right now? I have the power to move towards that ideal day. Now, I don't think you can just say all of a sudden you're gonna, every day is going to be your ideal day because that's probably not realistic. We live in a mortal world. But you can take steps to make every day a little bit closer and then find that joy in those steps of creating that ideal day. Especially if you know what you want and you know what you have. Yes. Then you can know what you need to work for. Yeah. So you're not just like, oh, this would be nice, but I haven't really thought about it. Because then you're never going to reach that, like... Just your potential of what you can become or um, enjoy here in this this physical world right now. Yeah. I love that. The last thing I wanted to say is that when we have, there's two parts that create this power for us. One is knowledge and the other one is action. So we need knowledge, but that's not just part of it. You know, we also need action. And if we have both of those things and we put them together and use them, then we have power. Yeah. So I had bunches of action, bunches. I had crazy amounts of action as I was trying to take my leash off my foot and I was not getting it, but I was not getting it off. And then I had the knowledge come to my head. Just, I knew what I needed to do before that. Right. So I guess there's three parts. Mm-hmm. I knew that I needed to take the, the, um, leash off. I was trying to take the leash off, but then I needed to realize that I was capable of doing it and to calming myself down. And I'm not sure what that word would be for that third piece, missing link of that. You have knowledge, you have action, and then you have the confidence to do it. That inner strength of like, or that inner 
ability to calm yourself down and reach down that power and pull that strap. Yeah. And I know that we can all, like philosophically speaking, pull that strap. Yeah. So I challenge you, we challenge you to write as many of the I am powerful statements as you can. At least three. At least three. I love that. And you don't have to do it. You might start and feel like, I mean, I can only think of like two at the beginning. And I was, and those are the two I just shared, but you get on a roll. All of a sudden you're like, Ooh, yeah, here's some more. Here's some more. And your mind's like feeding you all of these wonderful things that you are capable of doing or, and, and of who you are, you know, I am powerful because, you know, Hey, I'm powerful because I can drive a car and not stuck at my house. Right. Yeah. That's cool. So there are all these little things that you can say to realize how powerful you really are within your soul, within your body, within your mind. So that's it for today. Well, thank you guys for listening. Have a great day. Go out there and create your love, Bella Vida. Bye.